Listen in Fridays to the new feature Times Like This on Aro City Radio in partnership with Luxembourg Times. Good morning, Emery. How are you? Great, Lisa. Hi. Good to have you in here. Dowie, obviously, off today and uh, you're in the hot seat. Got a few uh, stories from Lux Times to ask you about. First one, pretty much COVID in the news all the time at the minute. But uh, obviously, one of the things that's come out is, is it, as in every country, the number of deaths in care homes. 50% of the deaths in Luxembourg are from care homes. Right, yeah. Is that any different from any other country, do you think? Have you done any comparisons? Um, I don't know, but uh, we do know that uh, care homes and, and, of course, the elderly are the most susceptible mm. uh, to the disease and to drastic uh, effects from mm -hmm. the disease. Um, and this is one example. Um, and the government is trying to, this time around with this surge, be much more careful. Uh, they know more uh, and trying to keep uh, care homes safer, test more often. Um, but that I guess the issue is the fact that people do want to, you know, loneliness is a huge issue and people do want to visit. So I think that's what they're struggling with. Um, is the fact that people are kind of demanding to visit, but without testing, that's becoming difficult. There are new, um, there's a new faster test arriving in Luxembourg this week, which I think gives a 30-minute turnaround on the results. Is that what they're looking to use for people visiting these care homes? Yes, exactly. Uh, right. That those uh, antigen tests are good mm -hmm. if you are positive, but if it shows negative, that doesn't necessarily mean you are negative for the virus. Oh, it can They're be a false not, negative yes. then. Oh, that's interesting. So the idea is that that many, many, many tests will overwhelm that uh, false negative. Right, okay, so they continually test. So if it's people working in there and they're continually testing the people in the, in the care homes, Right. then it'll be a good thing because they'll test them every day, say, and then you will get the result that you're looking for, whereas you can get the false negative if it's just testing, I guess, a guest that right. comes in and to the visit. Same, and the same for people visiting care homes right. will be tested right. and people working in care homes. Right, right, right. Oh, okay, I see. So those those tests are for schools. That's what I read yesterday. Schools, hospitals and care homes. So that makes that makes sense. But it has to be done on a sort of repeat basis. It's, it's because of this, obviously, this glitch. Right. Eee, interesting. All right. Well, um, there's a press conference, I guess, this morning. How, have you any feelings of how that, which way it'll go? There's a press conference on. Oh, I thought Betel was going to going to speak. I think it, about restrictions. I thought there was a, there was going to be an announcement today whether there's likely to be more lockdown restrictions or or more restrictions. Let's not say lockdown, but well, the, the um, governing count the government council will meet and uh, they. We might expect something to come from that today. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see. But it, you may know that uh, you know earlier in the week uh, the thought was, well, let's wait. We have we have time. For I thought we were waiting till Monday, but then this morning there was an announcement that there was going to be an announcement that there's going to be an announcement, which gets a bit annoying. Um, but uh, originally they said they would wait till Monday. They'd wait for seven days, but uh, I thought there was going to be some more coming. But anyway, we'll see. Who Mon knows? Monday is when they said they would delay a vote in Parliament until. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, next story. Betel concedes some secret agency staffers identified in a data leak. So this is the story about the SREL, which is our secret service. Many people are amazed that we actually have one, but I guess it makes sense. And uh, if 
listeners remember, it was actually a hiccup with the S. Or let's say a hiccup, a, a hiccup with the S R E L that actually brought down uh, Juncker's government and and opened the way. I think in two thousand thirteen. Yes. For this government to come in, how how important or how significant is the glitch that they've now had? Um, with this one rogue government employee who wanted a different job in the Secret Service and to prove to them how clever he was, he managed to get into the database and identify all the spies that we have in Luxembourg. How significant is this? Bearing in mind what happened before with uh, this government and the government previously. Well, it's not insignificant because apparently this uh, civil servant did not have super special access and, and it might have been accessible to other employees in the government. Right, so then we can deduct by that that 95% 95% of the Luxembourgers worked for the government, so 95% of the Luxembourgers had access to this information if they'd gone looking for it. So it wasn't very secret at all. Yeah, I can't speak to the percentages, <laughs> but but it looks like <laughs> there was a glitch. I don't deal in be... facts. I'm just going with global kind of assumptions here. <laughs> there, there, there was there was a hole in their uh, in their security right. structure. So it's fairly fairly significant. Is it is it likely to rumble on, or is that or is that it done? He said, Mr. Bettle has said, Secret Service has improved their own security. Is that it? Game over, or is there more to come from this? Do you think? Well, you know, every time an agency uh, is caught, uh, you know, with a mistake, uh, of course they fixed it, and and it will never happen again. But you know, something else may come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's not perfect. It, it's interesting, though, because talking about the 2013 thing, so so the, the, the agent, the former head of the SREL and two others were acquitted uh, by the courts just in June. Now, this, right. if you think that this happened in 2013, um, they've just been acquitted, but this government has now, or the prosecutors, will appeal those acquittals. So the government itself's not letting it lie. You know, so they can't expect on one hand not to let things lie and everybody else to go, Okay, fine, you've fixed your data leak. Prosecutors will try to hold people accountable. That's their job. This is a story about one person and and the holes in security. Security. Yeah. Yeah, different one. Okay, interesting. Well we'll see what comes of that. As if Luxembourg spies. I wonder how many more I know. Um there's a story about, but we talked about that, about the new um, restrictions being prepared. Now, you you reckon that that vote will be, what did you say, Monday, that the bill would be? Right. They, they have been working on it in the parliament this week okay. and uh, debating it and reviewing it. And uh, the government said, well, we're going to prepare it, but we're going to decide and mm-hmm. vote Monday if we need to vote mm-hmm. on new restrictions. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the the most significant thing I think in those restrictions that had had been mentioned would be um, hospitality restaurants being closed, and then the numbers that you can meet household can meet with would be reduced from four to two, right? Correct. And then gyms and cinemas etc would be closed again. So those yes. are it's fairly significant. It's not as locked down as we were previously, but fairly significant. All in, do you feel that the government are doing this because they're getting pressure from other like other countries round about because they are locked down or is it really just down to numbers and the hospitals not coping? Are our hospitals coping? Well, the the hospitalizations 
are increasing. Um, so it, there's a pressure on healthcare workers. Um, the, the capacity is not reached, but so so there are beds there, perhaps. But staff, because somebody was talking about it the other day, that staff maybe having to isolate causes a problem as well. You know, if they've been in contact with somebody who's positive, they have to isolate. So it's not even so much about hospital beds, perhaps, but it's more about. Um, the pressure on the numbers of health staff that are are available. Yeah, that's absolutely so this, true. So it's a whole... And, yeah. and, you know, this week also the hospitals have started to um, stop uh, elective surgeries. Again. Uh, postpone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what is not essential. There is, they, they seem more coordinated in terms of um, the hospitals moving patients around. I think at the beginning of the, the pandemic just caught out a little bit in terms of never having to deal with this but um, they, the hospitals seem to be working together and, and moving patients when they need to be moved you know COVID patients from Esh move to the city centre for example um, so I mean those are things I guess it's just a work in progress but uh, they're also working together on you know he, here are the masks and other personal protective equipment we have in stock who needs it how are we managing it that's that's, they're working together on that. Right, and that's a, that's a big change as well. Okay. Um, one more story that I have here is um, is about the EU um, not being able to tame big tech. So the auditors have basically called out the EU um, saying that they haven't been able to, to um, they've failed to tame big tech and have moved too slowly. Um to restrain the likes of Google and Facebook um, from crushing the rivals. Now, is that any different here than it is anywhere else? No, the, it, this is a Luxembourg story because the um, Court of Auditors yeah. is based here yeah. in Luxembourg and they pronounced uh, this general failure or de- general shortcoming on the European Commission. Um, so they, they're discussing a, a Europe-wide failure. Mm-hmm. And does the Commission have the when so does the Commission have the power to deal with Facebook and Google? Because it's all very well saying, okay, there's a problem. You haven't been dealing with Google and Facebook or whoever the big tech companies are that they're talking about. But does the Commission have the power to do that? One of the criticisms uh, from the auditors was that these investigations take much too long, and in the end. Uh, fines which are contested, but the fines are too small in comparison to uh, what these companies earn in revenues. Uh, doesn't punish them. Uh, so the the point is that these things need to be revisited. In terms of the Commission having more power to deal with it on a European level right. rather than individual countries having to deal with it. Right. Right. Okay. Um, how long does it take to get stuff like that in line when it comes to the EU or to the Commission? Well, I mean... How quickly can they move in things, I ca- guess? Cases involving... They have taken years. Mm-hmm. Mul- multiple years. Right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I mean, it's interesting to see because obviously you see... Um, uh, what's his name? Zuckerberg and uh, up in front in in the US, you know, having to come in front of uh, government uh, committees... Um, very rarely do you see that happening here. So I guess it, it maybe has to have a more uniform, appro- there needs to be a more uniform approach to the whole thing. Um, 
Yeah, different set of laws. Different, yeah, very different. Um, last story perhaps for, for today is the one about the military satellite again. So we expected it to cost a certain amount, let's say. This was, this was just for listeners, this was um, Etienne Schneider, one of his projects before he went off and did other things. Um, we expected it to, to, to uh, cost a certain amount, then discovered um, that it probably was going to cost 82% more, but now it appears that it's going to cost only 139 million euros more than we thought. So there's a story there somewhere. Right. Yeah, this this was story of uh, government uh, developing a spy satellite uh, to increase its contribution to NATO. They uh, were told, the parliament was told by Etienne Schneider and others that it would cost about 170 million euros. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they realized, oh, we can't install the antenna in our military base. Uh, we have to instead do this in Belgium. Oh, we don't have the military personnel to view the uh, spy photos. Mm-hmm. So it's going to cost another $139 million more. Right. But it's less than the more that they originally thought the more was going to be. Yes, that's right. true. So is that good news? Well, somewhat good news, <laughs> but it's still, still bad, a lot of money. still bad news but, <laughs> that somebody really goofed up. <laughs> but um, I think the bigger point is this is part of a NATO boost, right? Um, President Trump uh, was putting a lot of pressure on European countries to pay more into the NATO budget and their defence spending had to be increased. And I think this is part of Luxembourg's sort of move to do that. Yes, that's right. So I think that's the kind of bigger story on this part, right? And uh, Yes, and uh, I want to also say that uh, even if Trump does does go, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that pressure is going to stop. The, the pressure to increase NATO spending is going to continue. All right. So you reckon with, with Biden in place as president, um, this is going to continue to be an issue that the US will push, or do you think NATO are pushing it? That, uh, well, well, I mean, NATO is largely run by the, the Americans. So yes, I think that... that the Biden administration would also do the same. I mean, they're looking at, you know, Western Europe having a lot of rich countries. Uh huh. Pay more. Pay more. Pay more. Everybody's needing to pay more at the minute. Um, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for stopping by. I think that's it for me in terms of um, in terms of stories that I have looked at this morning. Um, thanks for coming past and sitting in and giving us the updates on them. Hopefully, we'll see you back next week. We'll uh, we'll stay tuned for that. Emery, thank you so much for stopping by and uh, take care. Speak soon. Always happy to be here. See you then.